situations that once made you blush For someone and let's talk about all things sexy Yes, the Red Room Become a member at divorcedandhappy.net Welcome to Season 2 of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing Act 2? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. I am so happy that you could join me today on this spicy episode about what was once called the Mrs. Robinson syndrome, older women dating younger men. And now it's become so widely accepted and much more mainstream and even on trend. I mean, just look at celebrity couples like Jillian Moore and her husband, Bart Friendlich, Deborah Lee Furness and her husband, Hugh Jackman, and of course, Bridget and Emmanuel Macron. I mean, they're all so delicious, but also don't you adore just a good romance story that's out of the box? Today's guests, Lisa and George, will they bring all of the post-divorce love possibilities that come with this growing trend of older women dating younger men? One thing I love about life after divorce is that we can open up ourselves to find love in many different ways, including intergenerationally. In fact, I've been reading about intergenerational relationships and surveys and research are saying that this combination is one of the most satisfying types of relationships. So lean in, listen in today and find out what makes this combination so hot and so happy. Now let's begin this very alluring chat with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am so excited to have a spicy couple with me today, Lisa and George. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm so excited to have this conversation today, but first we have to spice things up with some burning questions. Are you ready over there? I, I think so. I don't know. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Well, here we go anyway, George. We're going to go for it. Okay, 60 seconds is on the clock, and these questions have been tailored just for you. I want you both to answer them, so just chime in. What's your favorite date night activity? <laughs> Getting freaky. <laughs> Absolutely. 100% correct. Do you know what a puma is? Yes. It's not shoes. Puma's not like a cooler? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Who's more adventurous? Me. Depends on which part of it. <laughs> but yes, I'd say he's more adventurous. What okay. about the other person do you find spicy? Everything. Her hair, her eyes, her lips, her body. <laughs> Everything Most about things. him, yeah. His culture, his his love, his zest for life. Who is the calm waters in the relationship? I am... <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Okay. (laughs) Do you have terms of endearment for each other? He calls me 
clean freckles, uh, what are they called? Sprinkles. Sprinkles. <laughs> I call him Daddy G. I call him a couple of things. <laughs> Who's the morning person? I am. Have you ever seen the movie The Graduate? Yes. And Lisa, do you identify as a modern Mrs. Robinson? Um, I think I probably will after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. That was fun. Did you know that you two are very on trend? Did you know that? Um, I don't believe in being in trend. I believe in doing myself, but yes. Yes. <laughs> Older women dating younger men is very on trend right now. So we're going to have a fun talk about that today. I want to know what your story is before I ask some more spicy questions around intergenerational dating. How did you meet each other? What's the backstory? How did you find her, George? Your freckles. My place of employment. She tried to be my boss for a couple of years, but that didn't work out for her. I just didn't listen to anything she said. Never. He tried. So did you know that right away, Lisa, that you were interested in George romantically? Or how did that evolve? Um, no, I was actually dating somebody else, kind of starting. Um, I saw him the first day we took over the business. And I remember him walking down the hallway. And I was like, wow. He owned the space. But in my mind, I had a job to do, so I wasn't even thinking that way. But I was um, noticing, and then I noticed when he showed up at my space. <laughs> noticing so. and appreciating, right? Wink, wink. Yes, appreciating. Yes. What about you, George? What were you appreciating about Lisa when you first met her? Uh, she always had that elegance and like classy look to her. She was always well put together. Not like a bunch of makeup, but you know, just enough and her hair was always right and her outfit was always right. So yeah, I definitely like that, that classy look. And who asked who out first? Oh, Neither. She, she definitely asked me. No. Who <laughs> No, it, it was, I don't even know. It just kind of naturally really flowed together. His family lives in Chicago. Mine live in Indiana. So it was kind of a nice way for us when we would travel instead of us both driving. I can drop him off if or whatever and kind of go around about way. And so it just, that's kind of how it happened. And then eventually, I don't know. I don't even know what our first date was. Well, Actually, took me to the Dakota Club um, down in Minneapolis. And it was a nice surprise. It was a jazz club or is a jazz club down in Minneapolis that's very well known. And it was a great singer. Took me out to dinner. We went out to a couple of different dance places. So he dances. Very nice. George, you're nice and tall. So I'm going to guess your long legs give you some real smooth moves. Am I right? They'll be well for me. <laughs> Lisa and George, so you had this first date, you're at the Dakota, was there a great chemistry? What was the connection initially? Was it just physical? Clearly you both appreciate each other physically, but what else was going on? No, I think um, the spot where we're at, it was, I think the music definitely heightened it. I mean, she's, her family has a rich history of, uh, you know, music musicians and um, my, my grandmother actually uh, led the Chicago Orchestra for a while. She, she would always give me my sister's piano lessons, and we were like right over the, you know, the guy just jamming on on the piano. So I don't know. I think the whole whole atmosphere was just right. You know, it was you know dull lighting kind of deal. It's stuff that I really like, and you know, it definitely played a a role in the whole night in general. And Lisa, after that first date, there was a second date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then did you start yeah. dating exclusively? Like, how did that unfold? And how long have no. you been dating? No, it, it was so, it was so natural and so very 
we had known each other previous already. So oh, really? How long? Since, How long? Um, since 2012. Oh, a long time. Yeah. So we knew each other for a long time. So I knew his quirks and all those things. And same for myself. The chemistry is always there. He's very quick witted. He comes from a very lively family. Same thing for myself. So we were able to have really good banter. And so it was just such a natural fit for us to hang out and just be. There was no pressure to try to impress one another. Because you've known each other for a long time. How long had you known each other before you started dating? How many years? A long time. Yeah, eight, nine. Wow, that's a long time. And you were just friends for that period of time? We we came from the same standpoint of work ethic, but different views based on our experiences. He had worked for an employer before that was very different than how we did things. And so we we butted heads quite a bit, quite a bit until one day I pulled him into the office and I said, look, let's start over. My bad. This is where I'm coming from. This is why I have an issue. And from that standpoint, then we were fine and didn't have any more issues. She did apologize at that time. She realized, yeah, she had to put herself in check a little bit. The relationship dynamics. So fun. Speaking of relationship dynamics, what makes this relationship different than previous relationships? And how many years apart are you again? 17. Same as my parents were. You're how many years apart? 16, 17. He's 16, 17. 17. So your parents are 17 years apart, Lisa? They were. Who's Mm -hmm. older? My father was. Okay, so you flipped it. Good for you. I sure did. So what makes this relationship different? One, I, you know, I grew up in a family that we were all about following your dreams and your passions and what your purpose has always been. And I love that about him and was able to support something that I feel like he was lacking in support from previous places or relationships for him. And Maybe energy. I, I had a hard time with somebody matching my energy, and he can match that, and that was super important. I would say um, both have a history of we just really, you know, care for our families, mm-hmm. and we we know, you know, it's it's not necessarily in the way putting your family first before your partner, but it's an understanding when something's going on with the family. Like you got to take care of it. It could be a phone call in the middle of date night. It could be, hey, I need to take this trip back right now. I know we kind of had this plan. No, yeah, no, go, go do what you can do. You know, you need me to come with, you need to go solo. So, I mean, that helped, which, you know, which I didn't have in, you know, my previous relationship, that's for sure. Um, so it sounds like you had step. a lot of security. You have a lot of security yeah. in your relationship. There's a lot of comfort and safety is what I'm picking up on. There is. I think that just goes back to knowing each other for so long first and knowing all the ins and outs and then got to the point where there was some trust involved. And then there's, you know, just kind of knowing, I want to say each other's secrets, but you know, just kind of knowing our darker side, that stuff we had to go through, you know, and, you know, just be a better person after that. So there's not really any kind of hiding or walking on eggshells or anything like that. Do you find that the age gap has ever caused challenges that maybe if you were dating someone your age, your own age, you wouldn't have as much? Um, I think, you know, one thing probably is where I'm at in my life. And even though I'm not retired by any means, my job allows me some freedom, but with that freedom of being independent, I have to think about my own insurance. I have to think about my retirement. I have to think about all of these things where George has his full-time job and that's all taken care of. So in my head, I'm thinking, 
that we're supposed to be kind of working together and we are, but I still have to take care of those things. So that's been interesting because I have to really understand that side of him, that he's not responsible for that on myself, on my choice that I made. But do you, th- so do you see that as a generational piece or just you have different careers? Both, because... You know, I'm looking at my age of being 52 and what retirement do I have saved up? What insurance? Because as an independent, you know, I have to pay taxes, big taxes when you make big money, right? And so he doesn't have that same thing. So I'm watching those expenses a little bit differently than he does because that's already taken care of and things are already going into his retirement. So I have to manage a little bit different. So that's been interesting for me. Uh, but, you know, we work on that kind of stuff and, and it, it's been a challenge, but we, we work through it for the most part and continue. <laughs> sure. George, how about you? Do you notice any specific challenges based on the age difference? Not as much challenge. Um, she definitely, you know, financially, as far as where money goes kind of deal, I'm kind of like lived in the present day and worry about tomorrow when we wake up, you know? So it's like, hey, I'm going to go do this right now. Let's book some tickets to go to Florida, you know, for a couple warm days. And she's like, well, this, 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 you know, where to me, you know, where she's putting her money, it's like relevant because it's like, okay, you're talking about somewhere 10, 15, 20 years down the road. I'm just like, I'll so a different life that. experience because you, you aren't worried too much about retirement based on your age right now, right, George? Correct. You know, obviously it's in the back of my mind, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to not do something I really want to do, say, next week because I'm worried about my retirement in, you know, 15, 20 years. It's like, no. Do you get awkward questions from other people? Like your family, do they ask you awkward questions based on the fact, again, that you're 16 years older than he is, Lisa? Did, have I they ever really, had a major like, faux pas with, where they've asked you an embarrassing question? And you're like, why did you just ask me that? Embarrassing? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm never get embarrassed. Yeah, no. that one at the no, wedding. Yeah. The most thing we get probably is just people actually in shock because they don't think she's that old. They're thinking she's like high 30s, maybe low 40s max. So then we're like, yeah, no, she's, you know, 52. And it's just like, because you see her jaw drop, like, what? <laughs> now, nah, there's nothing that would be embarrassing towards, you know, our relationship or, you know. I mean, it's different if someone's trying to be disrespectful. Then I will say something, but I'm embarrassed. Nobody, nobody's been disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I would say the one thing that probably pops up for both of us is because everybody knew how much we like had that tumultuous relationship working together that they're like you and George are you kidding oh sure sure yeah and so sometimes you know that but we we just kind of push that out we had one when we were at a wedding and uh they asked us about having kids like oh you'd have beautiful kids and George is like well we keep trying and I'm like yeah and so she, unbeknownst to us, was actually a doctor. Of, um, fraternity doctor. Uh, yeah. So you guys need to do this, this, this. She's this. telling us how to do all of this kind of thing, and you should do this. And I said, well, I said, kind of have an issue as in I'm 52. She's like, what? <laughs> well, there's still chances. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the only, yeah, that's the only big issue that ever comes up between us is, you know, obviously I would love to, you know, have a child with her and, um, yeah, sure. There's medical things out there, but if it naturally doesn't happen, I feel if that naturally doesn't happen through God, then I, I'm not worried about it. You know, and if it does happen, well, fantastic. And keep you know, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, so you, always- so you are trying to have children. It sounds like I was going to ask you about that. If it happens, it would happen and we would have no issue with it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a lack of trying. 
Nice. <laughs> so, but there's again, you know, being an independent insurance doesn't pay for me to do it. And your so. family's been supportive. Lisa, I know you have a son. How has he been yeah. with the relationship? Oh, he and George get along so well. Um, How old is he again, your son? 23. 23. Okay. 20, okay. Yep. And he's married. Um, but yeah, he's known George for as long as I have or pretty much. Yeah. So, and, and worked with him as well. But here's the thing. Everybody likes George. Everybody does. You know, as a, as a boss and as a manager and always being put in charge of something, there's a difference. Everybody loved George. And so I think that's probably what attracted me. I'm like, why does everybody like him so much? I can't stand him. Yeah. Yeah, that was at least the first three, four years. I was more jealous. Oh my gosh. People would come talk to me over her and she gets so mad about it. He was mad because people were walking into my office and it wasn't him. What? Man, stayed away from you. I feel like I'm witnessing some foreplay here. We'll get to we'll get to some spicy questions soon. I like it. I like the energy. The art you've chosen to bring into your life speaks to you, doesn't it? Well, what if you could co-create a work of art that says something about you? Artist Lisa Lovejoy offers commissioned paintings to suit your unique vision, utilizing her three decades of experience. She specializes in contemporary figurative subjects, animals, and abstracts. Whether it's art for your home or corporate lobby, Lisa will meet with you to collaborate and sketch ideas for the final painting. Let Lisa Lovejoy Fine Arts create something just for you. Visit lovejoyfinearts.com to learn more. Okay, I read an article, you two, and it was so interesting about older women finding it easier to be direct with younger men. What do you think, Lisa? You've been married before. Yes. And, um, and I, do you agree with I that? Think that? I do. However, um, I think that there's a, a part where you have to really pull back on, I can be direct with George. There's, there's not anything that I can't say to him, but it's how it comes across. Again, there's cultures in both of our families being from a not Minnesota kind of thing. Um, if I come at him in a way that he shuts down or he comes back at me, it can cause issues. So if I need something, I have to be able to, how is he going to understand it better so that I get what I need? And sometimes we are not really successful with it, but then there's other times that we really are. But we know our hearts and we know that our intention is to love one another through those confrontations or whatever that might be. But yeah, I think that we can be pretty direct other than that. And you don't think that is anything specific to him being younger than you, where you feel more confident? No. That's what this article was saying, that it's sort of this um, smash the patriarchy, that young older women are, are more comfortable with younger men because they're not in the position of, quote, authority. It was interesting. Now, what is your reaction George to that? can hold his own. He, again, and he can talk for himself. He has experience. His family's very strong. He grew up in a way that, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't buckle. And, and I appreciate that. I appreciate having that kickback because, again, I can't be in a relationship, and I don't think that he could, that somebody just lays down and goes, okay, okay, that's not how we roll. George, anything you want to say to that? Up. Yeah, just, yeah, step up and hold your own where, you know, if, um, you know, I'm slacking on something, she's not afraid to call me out on it. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're definitely right. You know, if I feel like, you know, she say, I, I know a few times I'll bring up that I don't think she's in the studio enough. You know, why are you doing all this other miscellaneous stuff like around the house and this and that and this when you should be in the studio doing your work right now? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I'm like, we'll leave this other stuff on hold and get in the studio, you know, get some 
get some, uh, you know, more pieces complete and finished because that's, you know, where she really shines and where she wants to be, you know. Talking about shining, this will be a fun segue. So, of course, the question, George, what are the benefits to dating or being in a relationship with an older woman when it comes to sex? Are there a few? Maybe one or two? Um, I don't know. We meet each other pretty good. Um, she <laughs> knows what I want, what I want it kind of deal. There's no like telling or this or that or say even being nervous or embarrassed to say about something i mean happens and you know each even you can even go by session by session you can just be different from the time of day or what we did all day or if she's just like you know what just make it quick (laughs) 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 i love it that to you know give me a wham bam just get your thing on let's just yeah well you know if i'm you know coming home from you know a 12-hour work day and She's already in the outfit. So I'm like, okay. And then she has, you know, two glasses of wine out. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a long It's going to be a fun evening. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, so, I mean, no, but yeah, but as far as benefits, yeah, there's definitely through the roof, I think. I would say, Lisa, wouldn't you say that after marriage and being in your 40s and 50s, that we kind of know our bodies and what we like and we're a lot more comfortable? Uh, yeah, I, I think I've always been comfortable, though. I, I feel, again... When I talk about having somebody match your energy, that's super important. I've never not been comfortable, but I think my partners were not as comfortable. And so, you know, it became a little bit more vanilla. And so now this is like, this is my playing ground. This is my level. He's right there. So, And you are not vanilla. I know that much about you, Lisa. So that is good. Good for George. I love it. I'm sure the listener is leaning in right now. Very spicy and fun. What are your tips or suggestions to someone uh, who's maybe just gotten divorced and has this opportunity to date intergenerationally and prior to his or her marriage, they weren't even thinking about that. I would, for me, I would say if it was, you know, someone younger or someone old, just um, all those things, because you'll have your previous relationships where there's stuff you just held in that you're too afraid maybe to say to them. You might scare them off. You might make them mad. You might hurt your feelings. Just be, I mean, obviously once you feel comfortable with someone though, but just be 100% open, honest about who you are. This is how you feel. You've been feeling like this for a while and you're ready to do this or that, or these are the ideas that you always in your head that you sound, you know, that were fun and exciting to you and just don't hold it back and, you know, and throw, you know, a, a bomb on them, you know, a year later, two years later where, you know, you're already, you know, deep into a relationship where then all of a sudden, you know, you might look at someone different like, oh, I didn't know that about me. You know, just be, be open, open and honest right away. Transparent is what I'm hearing, no, George. Be really absolutely. transparent. Absolutely. I also think not putting stipulations on the relationship, meaning this is what I want. I'm not going to do this and this is, and if you don't like it, well, then we're not going to date. I I think that you, you shoot yourself in the foot on opening yourself to new experiences and learning. There's a time for, as an older person, you just sit back and let the young ones talk. Because we don't have a rebuttal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, whatever. Shut up. So anyways, so yeah, I think it's just um, not having an expectation that it has to be this way, that somebody's going to meet your need. And ours is so different. It just happened the way that it happened. It wasn't that we were both looking at all. Like, he wasn't looking. I definitely, and we weren't looking at each other. It just was so natural for us to be able to have conversation and talk. And we were friends first. 
And that's huge. Be friends. If you're looking for a one night stand, then go out and do that. Do not think it's going to become a relationship for sure. So here's a question I have about this whole friends first. And it's for the both of you. I mean, that was pretty ideal. Like the universe just kind of created this opportunity where you were friends and you knew each other and then you have this attraction and it all worked out. A lot of people don't have that. So it's hard to quote, be friends first. Right. I think that's so, ideal. Like, that's nice. It's, it's, but I don't think that's as easy as it, people have- think. Right. And I feel like you have to be secure enough in yourself that you can be your own friend so that Thank you're you. not searching for somebody else to fill your needs. That's a great layer. You, yeah. I think when you do that, it will make a better choice partner if that's truly what you're seeking. And, and you don't know what you like until you experience. So if you're thinking that the person that you're going on that date with is going to be that next person, well, you're going to run into the same problems because you haven't worked on your own self. So Yeah, and if it's going back to how you brought it up, someone just coming out of a divorce or a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. I personally think you got to get yourself right first. Get yourself right, get your mind right, whatever that may be. Go on a couple yeah, of trips. Yeah, have your one-night one on. stands and do all that you fun know. and games, but probably jumping into a relationship, not the best idea. You can have one-night stands. No, I never have. He, he was not like that. That was, that was, I don't know. Again, we were so different and how this all played out. It just smoothed like butter. And not that we haven't had our bumps, but we're pretty solid and committed that way, that we just know where we're going. Would you say that the friendship matches the passion? You seem to have both really strong, like a strong friendship and a great passionate relationship. Do you think that's pretty even? Yeah, I think because we've seen both parts of who we are. We've seen the whole spectrum, the whole spectrum. So there isn't any, I mean, we can surprise each other still, but there isn't the spectrum of, I have to now try to work through all those layers to figure out who you are. I don't need to figure out who you are because we're very open that way. Yeah, no, for sure. But passion is pretty high. You know, when you talk about passion, you think, you know, certain times and I think ours goes through the roof, but then, you know, we talk about our, you know, our friendship and it's just like, not, you don't know about me, nothing I don't know about you. And 3 a.m. when you need to, you know, you get one phone call, that's it, to save your life. It's like, you know, we call on each other and we're, yeah. there, we're there without question, no questions asked kind of deal. We genuinely want the best for each other. I want him to be the best at whatever he can do. And that doesn't always include me sure. and vice. We want it to be that we are included. And I think that's been the hard thing for us to separate is like, well, I think I'm going to go do this. Well, I want to come. Yeah, well, it has been di- different. I would say this past year yeah. because once COVID first hit, then we were just so enclosed. We we're like, okay, you know Together what? We're, all the time. Right, right. we're not going to be around. And like, so our date nights were inside the house. We set up, you know, we would make nice dinners. We would take turns on dinners. We would get dressed up. We would have three, four board games out. We'd have that. music playing. Dance parties. Dance parties, oh, playing so pool, you know. So it's like we, for, you know, a year, our, our date night, we'd have three, four date nights a week, you know. Yeah, so that changes the whole dynamic. Not everybody gets that either. Mm-hmm. So COVID as yucky as it it was or is it worked well for us to bond differently so we're kind of trying to pull that bond because (laughs) i still feel like i want to do everything and vice versa and and i know that there's going to get to a point where schedules are not going to work that way all right i'm sure the listener will really love to hear any advice on how you have a happy relationship i think after divorce we have a lot of just negative energy around relationships in general, which is which is hard to work through. It takes some time to work through that. A lot of fear and insecurities. So 
someone who's who's lived it, Lisa, you've been divorced a couple times, right? Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, you yeah. have found a match yeah. now, and your match is 16 years younger than you. Who would have known? Like, you wouldn't have ever guessed that. So I no. just find a lot. I find just so much. I think that's just so um, inspiring yeah. to to the listener who's like, wow, maybe I I could have that experience. It's such a, a unique story. I love it. So how do you? We'll end with this. How do you maintain such a happy relationship? One last piece of advice for the listener. Um, I'm going to say having a third party to talk to, um, a counseling or something that can help you see different views for what George does, what I do, seeing what he does on a daily basis and seeing it from his perspective and vice versa. That has made a huge difference in our communication because I could see that we were starting to butt heads on different things. And I was not willing to have a relationship that we weren't able to communicate. It doesn't mean we had to agree on everything, but we had to be able to somehow come to a common ground. And that's been helpful for me. I don't know. What about you? I would say um, you, you still have to, I would say, have your own time where you're away from your partner. And, um, like, you know, for me, it'll be hunting or fishing more than likely it'd be, you know, fishing on the boat, whether if it's just for a couple hours a day or some of my longer trips, but even all of my longer trips, I always invite her to come and majority of them, she does come, um, you know, which is great. And then like her and she has her own things. Like there's her friend in town that she works at boxing club. He's got a fight coming up. It's in the cities. I work that day. And she is like, Hey, she's going to ask one of her you know, male friends to go with because he's a big boxing fan too, you know, and I'm just like, Oh, absolutely. You know, go, yeah. you know, no need to be any kind of jealousy involved or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So when you are away from each other and you do your things, you're honestly, even though you're doing it for yourself, you're still thinking about your, you know, your mm -hmm. partner, what are they doing? Or it would be fun if they're here, but Hey, just needed my little time away. So then when you do get together and then you have your time and I think it's just that much more, I'm not even say rewarding, but you're just more grateful. You miss them a little bit. You miss them a little bit. That's no, nice absolutely. to miss each other a little bit. Yeah, a yeah, lot. That's absolutely. nice. That's nice. Yeah. Well, Lisa, you talked about having a studio, and now I want you to tell the listener you are the sponsor for Sadie's Divorced and Happy podcast this month. So tell us about Lovejoy Fine Arts. Oh, goodness. Um, well, I am a professional artist. I do contemporary from wildlife to figurative, and I also do commissions, and I specifically do more intuitive type commissions where I work with a company and an individual that hires me to tell their story within that picture. So um, I do a lot of exhibits and uh, getting ready for some spring shows some fall shows. So yeah, so art, 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 more art. <laughs> and what is your website? Lovejoy Fine Arts with an S dot com. So it's up and running. It's not completed yet. The boutique isn't up. But um, as I have new works coming in, I keep adding them. So yeah. and how else can the listener see your work besides your website? Instagram. Instagram is Lovejoy underscore Fine Arts. I think that's what it is. Oh, goodness. I should know that. It has my logo, um, which it says Lovejoy right on it. And it's in the and show notes. So listener, you can look in the show notes, too. There you go. And then um, Facebook. I don't do a lot on Facebook. I kind of translate my Instagram to that. But that's a great way to be able to get to know me a little bit more. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for your support this month. It's so fantastic to have you as our official sponsor and I have loved this conversation it's been so heartwarming your love story intergenerational dating I'm a fan and I'm a fan of both of you thanks again for being guests today thank you Sadie have a great day thank you for having us
Well, I don't know about you, but I definitely felt the chemistry and that conversation with Lisa and George. It was so fun. I was definitely blushing a few times. The whole Daddy G uh, nickname, Lisa, you are my sister from another mister. Definitely very delicious. And speaking of delicious, at the top of the show, you heard me talking about the Red Room. Well, our April meetup is one week from today. It's on Wednesday, April 20th. And we will be joined by one of my favorite sexperts, Dr. Ina Ferguson, who plans to discuss all things sensual, including maximizing bedroom pleasure with or without your partner. So I want you to be part of this unique conversation, this unique community, and become a member of the Red Room. You can visit divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about the Red Room experience and join in the fun. All of this conversation about intergenerational dating and finding love after divorce is making me feel especially happy, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to happiness. You know how much I love to talk about happiness. I talk about it on every episode and I love talking about happiness so much that I have created Sadie's eight tips to happiness after divorce. It is a free download that you can find on my website, divorcedandhappy.net. Just go to the homepage. It's right in the center. So treat yourself to that today. But my tip to happiness for you today is I want you to stop limiting your happiness. I want you to stop limiting what you can experience after divorce. I think oftentimes after divorce, it's easy to fall into a pattern of limitations because our lives have changed. We don't necessarily have the same resources that we had when we were married. And it's easy to tell yourself that you can't have certain experiences anymore, but that that's just not true. In fact, in my opinion, after divorce, you get to have a lot more different types of experiences because you have so much more freedom. I mean, you don't have to negotiate with anyone else about how you spend your free time. And as the saying goes, your only limit is you. So I want you to practice not limiting your happiness. Now, I I really feel passionate about this topic today because I have definitely gotten into this mindset at times as well, the limiting mindset trap. And when I do, it just, it feels terrible and it only provokes more anxiety. So I have practiced when that's happened to me, I practice just saying a simple mantra. When I think that I can't, I practice saying out loud, I can. I can do this. I can learn new things. I can have new experiences. I can date differently after divorce. And just by saying this mantra, I can, I begin to believe it. I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's so powerful. Our limiting beliefs, they are not the truth. They're just a belief. So let's not accept them as such. Instead, let's Let's practice you and I this week. Let's practice getting so much more comfortable with the uncomfortable and telling ourselves that we can. Maybe you can you can play uh, with this mantra this week and simply uh, say something fun like, I can meet delicious younger men and have passionate relationships, or I can meet amazing older women and have deep connection. I know, so spicy, but have fun with it. Have fun saying no to limitations and yes to so much possibility. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this playful life after divorce community by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. 
Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's eight tips to happiness. And you'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, consider being an official sponsor. Just email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also treat me to a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com com backslash Sadie Marie and you can buy me a cup or two online and I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I'm your host Sadie Marie and I look forward to connecting with you on the next spicy episode. Until then, be sure to treat yourself to some delicious act two fun.